Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? What are you doing, Kissel? Are you opening up a condom right now? What are you doing? What's the crinkles? I'm opening up a Starbucks Frappuccino. Getting ready for the show, buddy. Oh, buddy. That is is like the equivalent of drinking a a quart of condensed milk. Are you a Cuban abuelita? Are we starting today's episode with shaming me for drinking my Frappuccino? You're just drinking half and half with caffeine in it. Half and half. Essentially, um, I will say, can I amend something we said last last episode okay of course. obviously we really stirred the pot did we when it came to lincoln park right we stirred the <laughs> oh, pot. oh i see there were a lot of people like you know obviously responding to people you know like big ups to chester yeah you know what i mean yeah, i'm hoping sure. he's doing good wherever he is on the other side of the veil i will say i will vindicate him in one way there is a band that is worse than lincoln park yeah of course the band is called Crazy Town. That is the, <laughs> yes. uh, the crazy town's not new metal if we're gonna stay in the new metal realm is Stained worse than Linkin Park? Uh, yes, yeah, Stained is worse. Might be. I don't hate Linkin Park. Linkin Park it's, is just fine. It might be, but I do think that Crazy Town, I think, is technically new metal. Oh, come on, baby. It's something come about, and there's something about the... Uh. It's the, the <laughs> what's it, the Pui Pui shells? Yeah. Puka shells. Puka shells. Cool. Puka shells. <laughs> yeah, those were, remember when those were in style? Oh, my God. I can't believe gonna... anybody had sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess we're starting today's episode talking about 90s music. Uh, this is the last <laughs> podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, hanging out in New York City with Marcus Parks. Oh, it's a beautiful yeah. day. New York City. <laughs> New York City. And of course, in Los Angeles, we have Henry Zabrowski. And uh, I think our weather is probably not to have a weather conversation, but it's probably similar to, uh, to LA today. Mm-hmm. Mom, are you on the show? No. Mom, no. that's incredible. I can't believe that you decided to <laughs> guest on the show. Are you about to tell me about all the times that you thought that you wished that I could be on Broadway, that I wished that I could be doing theater instead of performing on a podcast? Honestly, Broadway would be really cool if you could get on Broadway. That would be nice. It's a fucking scam, man. Broadway's a scam. I tell you what, I spend every day in Los Angeles looking for a pedophile to attack. Don't you worry about that. And I ask people dead on the street, you still got a pedophile? People leave in any kind of those, because we have like a Montessori school near where our apartment is. Right. And like all the kids come out, they're all so smart. It sounds like you're just hanging out outside of a school asking if people are pedophiles, almost as if you're looking for company. (laughs) What is going on with you? 
<laughs> Where there's lo- smoke, there's fire. <laughs> you are losing your damn mind. All right, well, speaking of people who have lost their damn mind, uh, we are on to part two of this fella. Again, your laugh, uh, Henry, your impres- impression of this man has gotten a lot of attention, and I absolutely love it. Israel Keys, part two. I don't really get why people are making fun of my laugh, man. It's perfectly <laughs> normal to laugh at your own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> now, as we said in our last episode, Keyes was careful up to this point to only choose victims in the lower 48. At this point in the story, he just murdered Bill and Lorraine Courier down in Vermont about eight months before. But as his arrogance took a steady climb upward, Keyes wanted to know what it was like to commit a murder in Anchorage to juice the adrenaline that much more. Hmm. I, I have a theory. All right. I have a theory about why he moved up north, why he, okay. why he started killing in Alaska. I think you're correct. I think he was juicing the adrenaline. But I think that there was also a part of him. It's the same reason why we added the third side stories a month, not to <laughs> always compare ourselves to serial killers. But there's a lot of legwork in creating the show. The way that they mapped out all of his various random killings, he they, they have his flight receipts from the Anchorage airport. So they know that he went to Fort Wayne, Indiana. He was in Arizona. He was in Washington. <clears throat> he was like, he was traveling. And then when he would land and then drive for hundreds of miles mm. to go drop off a kill kit and then try to like scout for a, a victim and he wouldn't get one every once in a while. Or, or he would if you want to say he's that he's a plus 10 serial killer victim wise, right? Which we don't know for certain that he might have done this a lot or he was very, very, very selective about his victim. But that took time. I think that it took too much work for him hustling back and forth like he was he got tired, essentially, and then just kept one close to home. Yeah, he sounds like he's traveling more than the Grateful Dead. (laughs) I mean, it does. He was really working. You know, he's a total piece of crap, but he was putting the legwork in. That's for damn sure. Yeah, he sure was. And it very well could have been that, you know, he just got a little bit lazier. But either way, on February 1st, Hmm. 2012, Israel Keys went out for his next victim. Keys chose this night in particular because he had tickets to take a cruise to Mexico out of Louisiana the very next day. Ooh, that Louisiana cruise to Mexico to be a fly <laughs> on the wall hearing those conversations. Just all we the had pe- nothing but the spiciest tacos that you could possibly consume. Oh, vo- come on down to the Voodoo Hamburger Bar. You know the Voodoo. Oh, you got to see Mama Bones the way she puts that spice down on that burger. <laughs> oh my 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 friend, my cool. Oh my I would love to see a bunch of people with Cajun accents wearing sombreros just hammered off of margaritas. <laughs> Well, the thinking went that if Keyes was gone, he figured it'd make the police that much harder to track him. And in this, he was absolutely correct. Now, since this was a different sort of crime from his previous murders, Keyes scouted locations instead of people. Mm. See, for Keyes, the person wasn't as important as finding the right location, because all he cared about was killing easily and not getting caught. So he is literally like Ray Kroc from McDonald's where it was like, we're not in the burger business. We're in the real estate business. He was looking for locations more than he was people. He said himself that he he did take some importance on the victims because he scouted out the houses. He was kind of like BTK because he can't have anything like remotely fuck with the, his view of how perfect a predator he is. I right. see. 
Well, eventually, Keyes settled on a small coffee hut called Common Grounds Espresso, located in the middle of a parking lot at 630 East Tudor Road near the old Seward Highway in Anchorage. Mm. There wasn't anything particularly special about this spot. The only thing that made it stand out was that it was open later than the other coffee stands, thereby making it the easier target. Hmm. So, Keyes scouted the location for a few days and decided the amount of low traffic at the end of the night made it perfect. And in preparation, Keyes had bought himself a police scanner so he could check for police presence in his immediate vicinity. You know, police scanners are really, really fun to have if you got your buddies around and everyone is super stoned. It's like, <laughs> I mean, now I'm addicted to the Citizen app. Have you? Do you I we love, love the it. Citizen the app. Citizen we app. love it. It is like, it's like police scanner 2.0. As a matter of fact, in Queens yesterday, there was a man arrested for throwing feces out of his window. And I would not have known that without my Citizen alert. Citizen and, app. and thank God, because I had to text Holden and be like, yo, bro, you live in Queens, man. Just be careful. Dookie's flying. Dookie's flying. <laughs> Dookie's flying, bro. Um, I will say it's hard when you're like trying to relax at home. Yes, because like you know, I know I'm not trying to frighten Natalie no. with various this like horrible news, but definitely like sitting at home. It's like eleven o'clock at night. You know, we're watching our shutdown show, which is normally which has become naked and afraid. Oh, okay. The citizen app will just like blink, blink. I'll see my phone go and I'll look and it's just been like. Man with machete ha- attacks person seven eleven. It just like shows that it's like point nine miles away from me, and I'm like, oh, just cover my phone. <laughs> no reason to be always plugged into the net. I'm sorry, because Nat's like, what are you looking at? Why did you grimace? I will say, eight to ten Bud Lights in. I do feel like getting involved in <laughs> of course. probably 50% of the uh, alerts that I get on Citizen App. Well, listen to the police scanner. That was a hobby of old ladies in my hometown. That oh, they yeah. just sit all night long and listen to the police scanner, waiting to hear a name that they recognize so they could wake up the next morning and start the old gossip mill about who got arrested for a DWI the night before. Good for them. <laughs> Gotta get that hot gossip, man. Yeah, talk about doing their legwork. Well, Keyes had also prepared a special place at home in which to commit the murder once he'd kidnapped his as-yet-unchosen victim. See, Israel's house had come with a shed, conveniently placed on the side of his house. So right before he left to choose a victim, Keyes set up two heaters to stave off the February Alaskan cold, then spread a 9 by 12 tarp on the floor to take care of any blood that might come as a result of his Mm. next murder. Hey, baby, don't worry what I'm doing in here. I'm just kind of making like a super small slip and slide for myself. (laughs) You know how I love throwing yard parties where it's just me? But it's in the shed. (laughs) Well, finally, he set out a couple of links of rope and screwed a few eye bolts into the wall. With everything ready, Keyes left the house and pulled his 2004 Chevy Silverado into the Home Depot parking lot next to an IHOP across the street from Common Grounds. Mm. You know that he's also the ki- he's also the kind of guy that goes into Home Depot who has all of this shit, and they're just being like, you know, probably customary with the rope and the tarps and all the and the shovels <clears throat> and the eye bolts and you know the guys like Home Depot's like, oh, this is a this is an unusual load that you got here, uh, Mister Keyes. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to use it to fucking kill somebody tonight. (laughs) And they all go like, yeah, (laughs) that's scary. That's scary that you said that. That is a perfect small town trifecta, though. IHOP, Home Depot, coffee shop. Yep. Why would we move? (laughs) 
Then, at about 8 p.m., when Keyes heard chatter over the scanner that something big had gone down across town, which pulled the police in that direction, mm. Keyes got out of his truck and began walking towards the stand where 18-year-old Samantha Koenig was closing up. Thing was, though, Keyes hadn't quite decided just what he was going to do as he was walking up to the window of the kiosk. He knew he was definitely going to rob the place, but he didn't even know how many people were working there that night. Mm. Unfortunately, it was only Samantha Koenig, who had only been working there a month when Israel Keyes came calling. With his twenty-two in the pocket of his jacket, Keyes walked up and ordered an Americano. I want it extra hot, please, <laughs> because that's the only way I can drink it, is if it burns my fucking throat. People it, are like that, though. I don't oh, understand the super hot Americano. I don't understand it. No yeah. clue what's going on. It's a sociopath's drink. That's why I like my <laughs> frappuccinos, as we figured out. Why would they just have this 18-year-old girl closing after one month, though? That's a mistake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Have you ever lived in... You've lived in a college town. Of course. The entire yeah. town is run by 19-year-olds. Well, that's where true. Where it's like... the. The oldest manager is like the 23-year-old who just didn't graduate. He just ended up like staying in Tallahassee. Yeah, why would I, man? Why would I stay in college? I get benefits here at Arby's. I get great benefits. I get great bennies. I get like free lunches. Uh, I got my shit all fucking worked out, dude. It's fucking, I got Trish. She's my girlfriend for fucking ever, dude. Yeah, yeah. give me shit about nothing, dude. I got my Hyundai Elantra. (laughs) Fucking, where do I gotta be, man? Fuck this shit. Samantha turned her back to make the order, and when she turned back around to hand the Americano to Keys, he had his gun drawn Mm. and pointed towards her. Keys then told her to turn out the lights, and after that was done, he climbed in the window. Telling her to get on her knees, Israel bent down and was binding her hands behind her back Mm. when she told him that her father was going to be there any moment to pick her up. Now, this presented a problem for Keyes. In the past, Keyes had always been careful to never use a car registered in his own name when committing his more heinous crimes. But since things had gone smoothly thus far, Keyes risked it and pushed Samantha out the door after gagging her with a handful of napkins. Mm. This is the forget where the monkey wrench section is Mm -hmm. this is why i believe like if you if you want to believe that israel keys was telling the truth about claiming to have murdered at least seven people this is what actually makes me believe it is that he actually has a measure of confidence going into this and it's like he's done this shit before so what is this phase then it's not berserker because he's still in control but he's more I guess comfortable with uh, with killing? Definitely comfortable with killing, and uh, this is a phase in which uh, he wants to juice up the adrenaline. We're going to see exactly okay. uh, how he's going to do that, because he wants to do something more than just murder. Okay. Uh, and he's also tired of nobody knowing who the fuck he is. He's tired Aww. of not getting any recognition. Aww. This is another way that he is completely in line with Dennis Rader. Just they- write a song like Crazy Town did. <laughs> it doesn't have to be good but you can get recognition you could write a whole album of songs about murdering women and get it out of your system sure. i don't think it's po- it's going to be popular no but if you just imagined it and wrote it technically you're just uh chuck polinick yeah. you're just an artist <laughs> So he took her out to his Silverado, pushed her in the passenger Mm. seat, and told her that he was going to hold her for ransom. And all she had to do to survive would be to cooperate. 
Oh, yeah. All that big Alaskan oil money. <laughs> she was definitely an oil magnet's child. That's why she's closing a coffee shop. Where's the money? Yeah. And, and there was well, the, it was fake, Kissel. It was, never, <laughs> it was never going to happen. Yeah. I and know. it was the exact same thing that the uh, uh, couriers had said before. They're like, we don't have any money. You're not going to get any money for ransom. Why are you doing this? Right, right. She was the same also, way. But that's why you could see the escalation with the couriers where he he kind of set it up in an almost a Joe Callinger sort of way in, in his mind where he set up these kind of scenarios where because well when when the the when the one guy escaped and the other person was running away this this gives him the juice that he wanted yeah, and I feel like right. that's where things were just becoming boring for him and, and for those that don't remember the couriers were the older couple that he killed yeah. Uh, initially yeah. yeah. Well, the thing was, Ransom was a part of the plan, but the plan did not involve Samantha Koenig staying alive. So mm. after securing Koenig, Keyes took her to the house he shared with his girlfriend in the turn-again neighborhood in West Anchorage. Once there, he blindfolded Samantha and led her into the shed right next to his house. Now, amazingly, Israel risked this while his girlfriend was awake inside and hanging out in the living room. How the... <laughs> What are you doing, honey? Just like one of those would work. Good Lord. So this guy, he's really taking some chances here. Yeah. Now, she could have easily looked out the window and seen what he was doing, but he managed to slip by unnoticed. Jeez. Once Samantha was in the shed, he noosed a rope tied to the wall around her neck and tied her hands in front of her so she could smoke if she so chose. Okay. I guess... Polite? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I feel like this is an Anchorage thing because we'll see Israel Keys is obsessed with smoking in jail, too. I just think it's just such a part of, like, if you're 12, you're just giving a pack of cigarettes in Anchorage. Right. I don't know. I'm not from Anchorage. But I yeah. feel like that's like it's a hobby there. That's bizarre. Okay. Then he told her that he had, quote, some errands to do around town to get the ransom thing going, telling her that he was going to be listening to a scanner while he was gone, and if he heard the cops were coming, he'd be sure to get there first, no matter what the consequence. Hmm. Then, right before leaving, Keyes turned off the lights and flipped on the radio, turning it all the way up so no one would hear her if she decided to scream. Come, come, my lady, sugar fly, baby. Oh, fucking, I can't even leave right now. Fucking love Crazy Town, man. Yeah, he does sound like someone who would love Crazy Town. So. No, 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 not at all. He seems nope. like the guy that will talk for 30 minutes as to how much Crazy Town sucks. If you even mention that you even kind of like Crazy Town. Okay, I right. tell you what, man, I also hate the fact that it should just really be spelled N-E-W metal because it's such a new <laughs> take on the, on the whole genre because I love the flavor of hip-hop. Look Wicka, 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 wicka. There's nothing I love better than a man with a mohawk and a lip ring rapping at me. <laughs> so dreamy. Just want to have sex with him. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> I want to hit your character in the head with a hammer. That's what I want to hit Israel Keys. So bad right now. Well, the main errand that Israel needed to run was getting a hold of Samantha's debit card. His idea was to eventually use Samantha's phone to get a hold of a friend or family member and direct them to deposit money in her bank account, and then he'd use her debit card to withdraw the money. So Israel went and fetched Samantha's wallet from her boyfriend's truck across town, came back. By the time he got back, his girlfriend was asleep, so he went inside and poured himself a glass of wine. Oh, so classy, so classy. Wine in hand... Keys put on his headlamp, went outside, and entered the pitch-dark shed where Samantha Koenig was sitting exactly where he'd left her. Mm. 
First, he untied the rope from the wall and laid her down on the tarp. Then he tied her up further and wrapped a 36-inch cable tie around her neck. Finally, he cut off her clothes with a knife, stabbed her in the back, and raped her while yanking the table tie as hard as he could until she finally choked to death. He then used a nylon rope and hung her dead body from a nearby shelf before finishing his glass of wine. After he'd had his fill, he went inside, took a shower, then just went about his daily chores. What the All of hell? this is, the, I mean, it's all game and ship, right? You look at, this is very similar to BTK, especially also in MO and the way that he did it, the way that he liked playing all these bounces. Also, we got a little bit of Brutus in there mm-hmm. because he got his kill shed literally right next to his house where he likes the idea, the balance of the two. Mm. He, um, I think that he's not even a wine drinker. That's what I'm going to say. I think that he thought it was a fucking evil villain prop. Yeah. I'll agree I with that. He's the type of an empty, he's such an empty piece of shit. Right. That, like, I don't think he ever enjoyed anything ever. No. I think that he was a person, it was all about his appearances. And so when he came in with a glass of <clears> wine, because <throat> that's what apparently he did, is that he put down a bowl of water for her, and he said, you can have water. And then he sat and drank his glass of wine as she, like, cried in front of him, which was him... Uh, Doing a fucking mm. movie version right. of a shithead yeah. and not actually feeling anything on his own. Yeah, what a piece of shit. Yeah. He woke up his daughter, fed his dogs, and double-checked that he had everything for the Mexican cruise he was embarking upon later that day. I got my fucking Slipknot tapes. Yeah. I got my sombrero. <laughs> I got my brown face paint. And I'm going to rock Cozumel, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. So this whole time he's planning this cruise, she's still just in his shed. And she's, she's hanging up. Dead. She's, she's dead. dead, but she's, she's hanging. Yeah, she's hanging there. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. You didn't once... want to go into his fucking shed. No one wanted to go into his shed, but no. mostly you just thought it was going to be a life-size cutout of uh, the guy from Crazy Town with cum all over the torso. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. From your grave. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast: your dog. <laughs> That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You bet your dog. But you're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox decides and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for the little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats and oh they love their life and they love the they love what bark box brings because bark box brings the bark and puts it in a box yep to get your free upgrade go to barkbox.com slash l-e-f-t my sister is the best gift giver i've ever met of any person it's jackie zabrowski she shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. 
Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Live from your grave. Once everything was set, he went back to the shed, took down Samantha's body, and wrapped her in the tarp. The last thing he did before leaving was to stuff the body in his shed cabinets, knowing that the Alaskan cold would keep the body from decomposing until he got back. Ugh. Having done that, he double-locked the doors, called a cab to the airport, and traveled down to New Orleans via Houston and got on a cruise ship touring the Gulf of Mexico for two weeks. Jeez, I mean, this Damn. is... Damn. How do you... What do you do on that cruise ship? <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, you have this woman, she's dead in your freaking, uh, you know, shed, mm-hmm. and then you're just two weeks being like, yeah, these are pretty good marks. Like, what do you, like, how do you decompartmentalize? Uh, how do you compart- compartmentalize? Compartmentalize. Yes. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> I, think that I think he did it on purpose. I yeah. think he did it from, again, I think he did it as an empty choice because he was such a serial killer fanboy for so long that him doing this being like, I'm the coldest motherfucker in the world. Like, yeah. look how fucking badass I am. I'm going on a fucking cruise. I got my fucking hamburger bar fucking <laughs> lipped up. I got my fucking, I went down to the cruise club. And you know I did the worm because everybody <laughs> fucking loves the guy who does the fucking worm. <laughs> because they're all watching me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Wow. All right. Yeah, he's just going on the cruise ship. They probably make a stop in Galveston, probably make a stop at San Marcos Island, probably one at Cancun. Jeez. You know, just going for two weeks, going in off and on this cruise ship and acting like an asshole the and whole he, time. He All went, by himself. He was he went alone, okay. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, the search for Samantha Koenig back in Anchorage had begun the moment the kiosk was found empty. The first thing they checked was surveillance footage, but since Keys had made her turn out the lights, all they could make out was a tallish white guy. Mm. Yeah, if that's a one thing, too, about it, I think we talked about this last episode, covering such a modern serial killer, which we've never really done before, you have all of this footage. Mm-hmm. So you can right, see right. the footage of her getting kidnapped, which is really harrowing it's on fucking YouTube. Yeah. And you can't, it's just a figure walk through, but it happens so fast. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. Well, the best suspect that they could come up with, and when I say they, I mean the busybodies in the local Anchorage community, was a lanky, aspiring rapper named Christopher Bird, who went by the alias White Tyson. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, man, leave White Tyson alone. Well, apparently he and Samantha had butted heads a few months earlier, uh, and the public had just gone all in on blaming Bird. Yo, 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 I don't get it, son. You're giving me iced coffee. My thing is, why don't you make the cubes out of fucking coffee? You nerd. Call me White, and White is tight. All right, so they got a scapegoat here in White Tyson. Yeah, that scapegoat. And the public outcry was so strong, Bird got kicked out of barber school because the owner couldn't stand the heat, and he lost his $6,000 tuition fee. What? 
<laughs> First of all, that's a hell of a lot of money for barber school. That's a big, but yeah, it's that, a big bill. Leave him alone. What did White Tyson? He's just trying to rap and cut hair. But Bird's mother had assured everyone that White Tyson had been grounded at home on the night of the abduction. <laughs> hell yeah, got fucking solid alibi, dude. My mama said I couldn't leave my room. Yeah, I'm 27 years young. I said to my mama, yeah, I respect you, so I'm going to stay in my room. Play my switch. Well, the police easily cleared him as a suspect, but in the public and on the internet, Bird wouldn't have his name cleared for weeks to come. Okay. I just want everybody to listen to reason. Um, My real name is Christopher. I have nothing to do with these heinous crimes, um, and I can't believe that the reputation of Uncleridge could possibly be so sullied yeah. by this. Well, since uh, I just want to say big ups to Lazy J and G Unit to everyone who my friends. Well, Keys had more to do down south even before he returned to Anchorage. Mm. And we don't know exactly what he did on that cruise, but after returning, Keys decided to rob a couple of banks before heading back to Alaska. I mean, to be fair, we know exactly what he did on that cruise. <laughs> you just lay out, you put a bunch of suntan lotion on your body, a desperately attempt to avoid getting that shit sickness uh-huh. where someone defecates on their hand and then rubs it on your face. I don't know what happens on cruises. I got really sunburned first day and I had to spend the rest of the time in my room. <laughs> <laughs> in Alito, Texas, Keys set fire to a house and a barn just outside the city limits to draw local law enforcement out of town so the bank would be easy pinkins for a robbery. Mm. But for some reason, Keys just sat on a hill near the side of the arson and watched emergency vehicles through a pair of binoculars as they struggled with the two blazes. Mm. But at his next stop in Azle, Texas, Keys would go through with his plan. There, he put on a hard hat, glasses, gloves, and a respirator to hide his identity. Then, he taped human hair that he got from God knows where to the inside of the hard hat to give him the appearance of long hair. So, I mean, was he going as, like, one of the 9-11 heroes? <laughs> What what was this d- d- look that he was going for? If you watch the surveillance video, it's on. That's also on YouTube. He does look like one of the disguises from Wayne's World Two when they dress up as the village people and they end up in the in the club. Oh my god! So with the disguise in place, Keys robbed the National Bank of Texas. Then, after putting nearly 3,000 miles on the blue Kia Soul he'd rented, Keys returned his car to the Houston airport and took a red eye back to Anchorage. And upon his return, before he did anything else, Keyes checked to see if Koenig's body was where he left it. After finding that it was, Keyes went inside and played with his daughter <sighs> because it was his weekend to take care of her. God, that's so... I tell you what, there's no days off to being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> My God. But after she went to school on Monday... Keys returned to the shed and put the next phase of his plan into action. Only thing was, the body had completely frozen in the 20-degree weather in the two weeks that Keys was gone. Mm. So in order to get the body out, Keys had to dismantle the entire cabinet. After getting out the body and cleaning up the blood that had leaked out in the previous two weeks, Keys constructed a table in the shed and placed the body on top. Then, after thawing out the body... 
Keys added necrophilia to his long list of crimes. Ooh, I didn't know we were gonna go there here. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Jeez, just when this guy couldn't become more of a douchebag. Wow. Do you think this may be an inappropriate question? <laughs> but do you remember in a Christmas story when the guy <laughs> stuck his tongue to the pole? Yeah. And uh-huh. it gets stuck. Do you think the same thing happens with a body? No. No, I don't think so. But if you want to hear more hard-hitting questions like that, make sure to give five bucks to our Patreon. Henry and I do a great interview series. We actually just interviewed John Douglas from Mindhunter, which is I good. I should have asked him. Yeah, you should have asked, asked him. If yeah. there was anybody to ask, yeah. That's... Yeah. Well, it's always nice when we're just like, oh, this interview ended with another person hanging up. <laughs> we did a good job. Good job, guys. We haven't guys. walked anybody yet. No, not yet. Well, I did one of the documentaries I watched about Israel Keys. They said that the thing about him was that almost to, as a point of showing everybody how hard of a worker he was. Again, always going towards my thesis <clears throat> that he has never made a genuine choice in his life. Mm. Is that he never stopped working. He wouldn't even take lunch breaks. He'd call people who took lunch breaks pussies on his construction site. Ugh. We'd go and he'd work and he'd work the entire time and work harder than everybody else. Ugh. So there's something about him that has this mentality of being like, yeah, I'll take the whole fucking cabinet apart. What do I give a fucking shit? Like he'll go and, and he'll make a, his own custom table just to put it on her. And I think it's all these weird gamemanships within his own right, mind of, right. to show how tough and how crazy he is. Oh, he's the definition of a tryhard, mm. which is pretty common in the new metal community, if I remember correctly. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. As I was, I was one of them. You were a tryhard. Oh, very much a tryhard. Well, I'm happy you've changed. Well, after he did necrophilia, did necrophilia. I don't, I don't know, know how else you say it. I, yeah, I mean, I guess you, he did it. I don't know. Necrophilia. I don't know, man. Necro- I, don't know yeah, I guess after that, Jesus, he went to Target and bought a Polaroid camera. And since they only had the camera, though, Keys went back home, tucked his daughter into bed, Ugh. and went back out to pick up the film at the Target in Wasilla. Remember Wasilla? I do remember Wasilla. That's Sarah Palin's land. Yeah, that's of right. Course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go against popular opinion, and I'm going to say, honestly, we can't see Russia from here. <laughs> and, and, and I, you know what? me, I'm honest Israel Keys. What? I mean, honestly, it is interesting. It's, you know, remember when Sarah Palin made that video of her in front of all of those turkeys that were getting beheaded? Yeah. It's a, it, Alaska is more comfortable with bloodshed. Yeah. You know, hunting communities are more, I mean, I remember during hunting season in Wisconsin, just the amount of deer guts that would just be in someone's garage. Yeah. And you just have to like look at it and be like, there that is. Yeah. Then, every time know. I go back home, there's always a deer hanging from the shed. You know, yeah. just kind of bleeding out into a bucket. Yep. So. Now, nah, New York, I was raised with taxes bumping the horns and, and guys slinging pizzas in the street and stickball and, oh, the, the Brooklyn Bombers. <laughs> me and the Brooklyn Bombers. Are, oh, yeah, Zeppelin's. That's what I lived in. It's me, oh, Scorsese, man. I do love a good Zeppelin. Well, the next day, Keys continued running errands at Walmart, where he bought makeup similar to what he found in Samantha's purse, along with fishing line and a few sewing needles. Uh-oh. Finally, he grabbed a stack of fairly recent newspapers from a recycling dumpster behind a grocery store, and that completed his shopping list for a good old-fashioned ransom note. Ugh. 
See, Keyes knew that he wouldn't get any money unless he could quote-unquote prove that Koenig was still alive. But that was what the makeup and fishing line were for. Oh, my God. You ever seen Home Alone 2? Yeah, I saw it. The only thing you gotta do is get a light set up and get the wires to get her arms moving like she's dancing to a song. And I, you know, nothing better than slapping some crawling in my skin. Israel, I hate to break it to you. That was Home Alone 1. That was just Home Alone 1. What? Yeah, you were actually wrong about that. Yeah, Israel. I fucking hate being wrong, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, he is probably the whiniest bitch we've ever covered. Easily. Yeah. Now, he first spent three hours applying makeup to the face and body, making it appear as if she was alive. Since the face was naturally expressionless, Keys used tape and super glue to give it a little emotion. Oh. And the fishing line needles were used to control the expression in her eyes. It's like fucking Tom Savini in this shit. <laughs> Have what you is seen going the photo? Here? Have you seen the photo, Kissel? I haven't seen it. Uh, quote unquote photo. I will say, because okay, but first before okay. we get to that, you know, it took him it took him about like five or six attempts, and Keys finally got the result he wanted and took a Polaroid picture of the body next to the February thirteenth edition of the Anchorage Daily News. Okay, but there are a couple of different versions out there of what the picture looked like. In one version that I actually saw. Keys had used the fishing line to sew the eyes open, then propped the body fully clothed up against the wall as he somehow held the newspaper next to her and took the photo at the same time. With a Polaroid, this isn't a smartphone here. It's a tough selfie to take. Yeah, but the original source of that picture, at least the only original source that I could find, was one of those weird bodybuilding forums that had like a whole bunch of different subjects where you talk about just whatever. And I also don't know how he could have taken the picture and held the newspaper at the angle that he did. Mm. I, I don't know, but what's weird about those bodybuilding forums is that that's where I found the Turner Diary. That's where <laughs> really? I found. Uh, that's where I found the Pee Wee Gaskins unreleased book. Like that's where I like. There's something about bodybuilding forums that has all of all of this underground PDF shit in it for some reason. Interesting. But in the book Devil in the Darkness, uh, author J.T. Honor described Keys sewing her eyes to look as if they were shut tightly, and that Keys took the picture of her naked lying on a mattress next to a flattened out edition of the Anchorage Daily News. Okay. That's how I had originally read it as well, and I've read other sources. I think that this is a fake picture. Yes. I think it might be, because um, the way I saw it, the way I'd heard <clears throat> was that she was like lying on her side with the newspaper next to her, and that he had painted over the eyelids to make it look like her eyes were open that he had done it like it was that's why when they got the picture they were all like this does not look right like she this is not this is not a real ransom some macabre uh, macabre stuff here yeah and i couldn't confirm which version of the story is true but let's go with the bodybuilders i'm I'm just not going to argue with them they're they're jacked up they're full of roids and they'll break us Uh, in two uh, it's hard with i love bodybuilders because we have a lot of bodybuilder listeners but they don't move quick so you just got to be squirrely or cover yourself (laughs) in lube and they can't get you well considering keys's mo for wanting to make people feel as horrible as possible and since Hunter is a published journalist and not an anonymous poster on a bodybuilding forum, the second is probably closer to the truth. Okay. 
But anyway, after taking the photo, Keyes typed up a ransom note on a typewriter bought from the Salvation Army. Now, I couldn't find the exact text, but the gist was a pretty standard sneer full of false information and a demand that $30,000 be deposited into Samantha's bank account. And you know for a fact it was written by Israel Keys because he just got off the cruise and he said, Hola, uh, this is Israel Keys," And he learned so much about the culture, the Mexican people. Uh-huh. I love it. He then sealed the note and the photo in two Ziploc bags and drove his girlfriend's car to Connor's Bog Dog Park. <laughs> I, I, I don't. It's okay. Connor's Bog Dog Park, not Connor's Bog Dog Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, one sounds like it's hosting a chewing tobacco competition. <laughs> and the other one sounds like it might take care of dogs. Also, like a bog dog just sounds like somebody who lives in Louisiana. That's like a, sw- a swamp house. <laughs> well, at Connor's Bog dog park keys tacked the ransom note and the polaroid under a missing dog flyer near the park's entrance Mm. with that in place keys turned on samantha's phone and sent this text to her boyfriend connor park sign under pick of albert ain't she purdy (laughs) just the fucking just feels just rage so much fucking rage just want to punch this motherfucker so hard in the face listen I've watched hours of his fucking. Uh, ooh, I hate this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate the- him so much. I watch you watch him talk. Yeah. I just want. It's like just fucking hit him with the chair. Honestly, the co- I watched the inter- uh, interrogation video on YouTube, and the cops were very polite. Yeah, like far too polite. Well, like, they were they trying to get to information from. Yeah. Him. yeah. Well, the worst part though is that. When the boyfriend got the text, he was eating lunch with Samantha's father. Oh, my God. So the two of them rushed to the park, found the baggie, and called the police, careful to not touch the package, lest their fingerprints contaminate the scene. But Keyes was at the very least careful when it came to not leaving any clues. The cops were given no new leads based on the note, the text, or the picture, and began making preparations to give Keyes at least part of the money. Meanwhile, even though it was winter in Alaska, the body had begun to decompose. Keyes thought about hiding it in a snowbank in his backyard for a little while, but he decided a permanent solution would be better. So he set about dismembering the body. Using a wire tourniquet on each limb to minimize the bleeding, Keyes cut off the limbs one by one with Mm. a utility knife Mm. and stuffed them into two rolling tote bags. Then he triple-bagged the totes and garbage bags and put them in the corner of the shed until he was ready to move them a few days later. After getting everything he needed for the trip, he took the first package to Matanuska Lake, north of Anchorage. I love swimming in Matanuska Lake. They got the best leeches. Every time I get out of there, I got 15 to 20 leeches on me, and it's pretty cool. And I tell tell my wife, stop being upset with the leeches because that is lunch. That's a four-pound leech. Do you have any idea how much primo leech meat that is? That's what you want. I don't really understand how his girlfriend doesn't notice all this shit. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, Natalie knows when I pick up my phone. Like, like Natalie knows when anything is happening in the house. His, yeah. His girlfriend traveled for work a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, that was what I, I was thinking that, too. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And it seemed as like when she was, I, he had also uh, made sure to establish a relationship where it was, you do your thing, I do my thing. Sometimes we do things together. But when I'm doing my thing, leave me the fuck alone, no matter what it is. <sighs> Again, this is the same thing with Gacy. Just... What are you doing, honey? <laughs> Just a couple of what are you doing, honeys. That, that'll solve a lot of stuff here. Live from your grave.
This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Every day. I fight to set my child up for success, which is why, as I sit and read Carmi and Wendy Dune, trying to explain to them the concepts of the savior complex not working, doubling back on itself, the concept of what does it mean to be a living God? What are those limitations? What are those expectations? And honestly, I know they just want chicken, but there are kids out there that need this type of direct help. And IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them understand and master topics in a fun way. Not unlike me, reading children, Dune Messiah, getting to about 365, seeing where they're at, see if they understand anything. There's no more grading these worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. You can't even believe it! You don't want to make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast in the left listeners could get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash left to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Well, Keyes knew that transporting the body all in one go would draw too much attention, so he took two different trips to a frozen lake and disposed of the body through a hole in the ice under the guise of going ice fishing. Mm. He even went as far as to build a little hut for himself to keep up the ruse. And that was necessary, because on that first day, there was actually another dude out there on the lake with him. It's just he's also dumping a body into the lake. (laughs) Hey, partner. Hey, partner. (laughs) Yeah, what are you doing? Um, I'm your... Fishing, yeah, me too, yeah, yeah, fishing, yeah, hi, 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 yeah, fishing, hi, 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 hi. So the first parts to go were the head, legs, and arms. 
Each of the three bundles were wrapped in baling wire and attached to heavy fishing weights before being dropped into the ice hole. Then the motherfucker spent about four or five hours fishing out of the same hole and even I mean, caught a few fish. How many times did he catch the damn head? <laughs> oh, caught the head again. Like, what? what is this? This man, is he's like next level crazy. Yeah, and then later that night, he cooked his daughter and girlfriend the fish that he caught while disposing of his murder victim. Oh, my God. Again, where did you get the fish? And the next day, he disposed of the torso in the same way and caught even more fish. Oh, and God. Just, and so, following the disposal of the body, Keyes felt it was safe enough to finally check Samantha's account to see if the money had been deposited. But he found that only 5000 had been deposited, not the 30000 that he demanded. Oh, it's just, just the idea to think, just the idea to think that these, this money is not crazy being monitored. Right, like, right. Like, this is, like, this is all going swimmingly. This money's just going in there. Like, there's no possible way the police are involved in this. I, I don't... This is where the wheels are starting to come off for him. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he's sort of in the Ted Bundy phase of just, like, I don't know why even why they're following me to Florida. <laughs> like, well, because it's a big deal, buddy. Well, furthermore, for as much of a, quote-unquote, criminal genius that Israel Keys was supposed to be, he sure as fuck forgot that you can't withdraw more than $500 a day from most ATMs. Mm. So unless he was planning on going to 60 different ATMs over the following two months, his plan wasn't going to work out very well. <sighs> regardless, the first day he managed to make it to two ATMs while concealing his face and withdrew $1,000. Naturally, the cops staked out every ATM that seemed likely for a withdrawal, but in a city the size of Anchorage, that meant that they could only stake out about 50 of them. Mm-hmm. Keys knew that even though the cops couldn't watch all the ATMs in Anchorage, it probably wasn't a good idea to keep withdrawing money up north. Yeah. So, Keys traveled back down to the lower 48 for another road trip. In early March, Keys flew down to Las Vegas and rented a white 2012 Ford Focus from Avis and drove to Dallas, probably to retrieve a gun from a kill kit left after the Azel bank robbery. I actually read a thing that I didn't know, that he had to extra cover these guns with grease so that they wouldn't jam after they sit in there for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's got to be really fucking scary to have a super slippery gun. Yeah, it sounds like it could uh, really lead to a lot of accidents. It's not axle grease. Oh, okay. I don't know. Is it pomade? What the hell is he putting on the damn thing? I don't know. When does he work? Uh, does he, he work this whole time? He takes. He owns his own business. He he's owns, a contractor. He, well, yeah. he's an independent contractor. He doesn't have. It doesn't seem. It's not just. It might not be his own business. It is his own business. Does he do that? Because he did. He, yes, he started it, owned it, operated it. The whole the whole shebang. So yeah. he's just but on they vacation work for months at a time. Well, oh, he, okay. he could take time off whenever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, after getting his kill kit, he doubled back to Arizona and withdrew $400 from an ATM in the small town of Wilcox. An hour and a half later. Yes, Wilcox. It's not even that funny of a name. It's not even that funny of a name. It's a very common name. I had had a teacher named Mrs. Wilcox. It's fine. (laughs) You have to save this for when it's a truly funny name. (laughs) (laughs) An hour and a half later, he was in Lordsburg, New Mexico, but again hit the daily limit and only managed to get out another 80 bucks. But here, he fucked up for the first time. Although the camera at the ATM wasn't great, the FBI, using enhancement, were able to see that the car belonging to the man using Samantha's debit card was a 2012 Ford Focus. Okay. Whoa. 
but Keyes had a feeling that this car might have been spotted by now. So after his New Mexico withdrawal, he drove 13 hours across New Mexico and Texas to Humble, where he ducked into an Avis to trade his rental car. Okay. Like all of these hours of work yeah. to do this. This is like hours and hours of work. It has to eventually wear on your brain. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, he figured that if he kept switching cars while withdrawing money, the cops would never catch up to him. But when he went to trade in his white 2012 Ford Focus, he was annoyed to receive a white 2012 Ford Focus. Uh, no, sir. I, this is it. this is all we have for you is a uh, is a 2012 Ford Focus. I don't Focus. think you understand. It, uh, I showed up with one of these, and yep. I don't want another one. Is it working? Uh, here's a here's a red sharpie if you want to go uh, color it in yourself, bud. I love hard work, and I'll work harder than you, you juke. I'll work harder than anybody who's ever lived. Did you just call me a juke, sir? I don't even know if that's an offensive term you or not. You shut up. I don't you shut know. up and don't tell me what curse words are, because I'm always right, and I'm never wrong. Well. That's my crying noise. <laughs> well, he couldn't very well tell the rental car company that he was on the run from the law and needed to hide his identity, so he needed a different kind of car. Like I think he'd gone in and told him, like, hey, there's this car's making weird noise. I need a new one. So when they gave him the 2012, he just had to go. Fuck it. All right. He just had no, to take it. That is hilarious. You, switch with a, you always got to flip it to be like, my mom was raped by a Ford Focus. <laughs> That's horrible. That, so that honestly, this is really that is, that is quite humorous with the Ford Focus. Thing. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah. And furthermore, just before he traded in the car, he'd withdrawn another 480 bucks from an ATM, which put Texas cops on high alert. And that is the last fucking thing you want in this world. Yeah, they're never really on low alert. <laughs> so as soon as a Texas cop is like, and now we're going more extreme, it's like your your days are numbered. Uh, Texas cops are terrifying. Yeah. I was driving in the middle of an abandoned country highway in Texas. No, no, nobody there. Nobody on the road. I was driving... Yes. Was I doing 90 and a 65? Yes. Yeah. Right? No, it was on there, right? Trying to make good time. Going, going, going. One bush, straight up, one bush in the middle of this whole highway. Cop was fucking inside of it. Yeah. (laughs) Drove out of the bush. I didn't see him. Came out, think, and then pulled me over and was like, y'all ready to go to jail? Yeah. I was just like, what? Why? Yeah, that's one Why of their though? favorites. Yeah, one of their fa- their y'all ready to go to jail is a big thing. Yeah. Well, I would be like, wouldn't you believe it? I am. Yes. <laughs> Showing my gaping asshole. Yeah, my tits on my back. Ready you better to got roll. nipples on my back, fat, and I'll be ready to be f- butt fucked at any time, officer. Yeah. <laughs> Here my we own go. One. No, you don't want to mess with the Texas cops. No, no. terrifying. But Keys had another reason for being down in Texas besides just withdrawing money. It also happened to be the weekend of his sister's wedding. Oh, my oh. God. So he's doing all this normal people stuff. Always, yeah. Going on cruises, going to weddings, taking care of his daughter. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, man. And, I, and, hey, oh, God. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so after getting the car, Keys drove to Nacogdoches, just northeast of the town of Wells, where his extended family had fallen into another cult. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They were now followers of the Church of Wells, formerly You Must Be Born Again Ministries, or the YBBAM. And, of course, that's the Church of David Wells, the former Yankees pitcher. Uh, a little overweight, but, you know, good leader. <laughs> Is this a Yankees sports joke? <laughs> yeah, you fucking nerd. It is a baseball. David Wells, he's a pitcher. They throw the ball. He's fat. He's fat. He's fat. Is what you're saying? Yes, he's fat. Why is he a baseball player? I thought baseball players couldn't be fat. Is he like Roger Clemens fat? No, Roger Clemens was strong. (laughs) No, no, David Wells is pitcher fat. Pitchers are just lumps. They're big old lumps. Explain the joke again. (laughs) David Wells was a pitcher for the Yankees. Compare him to Kirby Puckett. He's like like Kirby Puckett, but he can see. Kirby Puckett can't see anything. Kirby Puckett was blind? He got hit by a baseball. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's and that's this week in baseball from the nineties. <laughs> well, the Church of Wells is still run by three former street preachers around our age, and they use Bible verse to justify cutting off family members. Ugh. Although not all members practice that particular command, just most of them. Mm. And the controversy section on the Church of Wells' Wikipedia page is actually quite long. In 2012, what? they carried the dead body of an infant from house to house in Wells, praying for resurrection before they finally called 911. Then, in 2014, one of the head pastors and another member ruined the Wells homecoming parade by walking along the route while telling children that they were going to go to hell. And they were soundly beaten as a result. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I like that little justice there. Yeah. Their only slightly redeeming act was when six members were arrested in 2015 for bursting in the Lakewood Church in Houston to heckle Joel Osteen. <laughs> but even then, it's still just six assholes yelling at a slightly different kind of asshole. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, my God. And that also, I'm sure, led to them getting their asses kicked because Joel Osteen's security, oh. very well paid mm-hmm. and very jacked up. Yeah. And it was the leader of this group that was presiding over Israel's sister's wedding. Naturally, this guy was one of those preachers who took a wedding as an opportunity for a sermon. Thank you. The last time I was at a wedding, the pastor decided to really let us know about what he thinks about transgender individuals. Cool. Hey. Thank you for bringing this. Thank you for bringing this to this wonderful ceremony to celebrate love. Cool. I hate when pastors. That's why. Yes. Anyway, it doesn't worse. matter. Yeah. This is not about you, pastor. Yeah. And so the pastor started talking about the evils of atheism. Oh, great. Now, Israel took this as a personal attack. And honestly, Honestly, he might have actually been right to think that in this case. Yep. Because he was the black sheep of the family Yes, mm. at this point. Because he had left the church. He had like he went to go live his own atheist style. And he was super new metal about being atheist. So he was like all about like he wore a shirt that said God with the Ghostbusters like cross out on top of it. Like he's that type of guy. Yeah. Right. Okay. But regardless, even if it is directed at you, it's your sister's wedding. Yeah. You'd stay fucking quiet. Right. You just got to eat it. Yeah. But what Israel did instead was stand up and yell this. Your gospel has no grounding in truth. Then he walked up to the altar, smugly smiled, and said, quote, Not everyone shares your beliefs. All right. Well, you know, sometimes you got to stand up for yourself. He's just such a piece of shit. He's just so fucking awful. Then he just left. And that was his last weekend as a free man. As a few days later, the Texas Highway Patrol caught up to Israel Keys. All right. A full bolo had been put out on the Ford Focus. What's a bolo? A b- uh, all points bulletin. Oh. I can't remember. Oh. I can't full remember. Bolo. Yeah, full bolo. I can't remember what the uh, 
Bolo stands for. Sounds like something I'd get at uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken there and just get a yeah, full, full bolo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds like yeah, I think it cheats. Bolo, be on the lookout. Okay. Yeah, oh. all right. Yeah, bolo. Full bolo. <laughs> We're in full bolo mode, boys. <laughs> I feel like when I'm on full bolo mode, I'm taking a massive shit. <laughs> well, Keys had parked his Ford Focus in full view outside the Quality Inn of Lufkin. Now, Hypo caught sight of it, ran the play, and found it was being rented to a one Israel Keys of Anchorage. Now, they wanted to do this one by the book, so they sat and waited until Keys fucked up. Luckily, he did so almost immediately. Great. He left his room and started driving down the road, and the second he went one mile over the fucking speed limit, they pulled him over. When they searched the car, they found a gun, money from a bank robbery, the mask that Keys had worn when withdrawing money from the ATMs, and most damningly, the debit card and cell phone of Samantha Koenig. Why do serial killers always drive around with everything that would make them look like a serial killer? Why not just <laughs> leave believe- that in your hotel room? I actually, it's it's a that's a it's a hard decision to make, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, is it better to keep all my shit on me where I know it is at all times, where I can see it and I have it, or do I leave it someplace and it just so happens? What if it gets discovered by somebody? Yeah. What if you have to deal this kind of shit? So you believe you're holding it, but then if you do get caught, you're right on it. But Israel Keys technically had a backup plan. He knew. That he was going to pull a gun if he got pulled over. His his what his goal was was to immediately kill the cop, mm. but he couldn't get to the gun in time. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what it's like the way he kind of said it. he had put it in the wrong bag, but right. he was ready to like shoot somebody in the head if they got anywhere close to him. Jeez, I mean, you know, if you are going to leave that a, a bag uh, with a gun and a mask and a quality in, they would they would be like, oh yeah, that's another bag here in cool. a quality <laughs> in, like you know. You've well, never thought about what you'd do if you accidentally murdered somebody, how you'd cover it up? Uh, I haven't thought about that in depth. Um, I don't <laughs> think that I could cover it. I'm six foot seven. I, I think I would be found pretty quickly. But you've never thought of it? Like how you'd get rid of the weapon? What'd you do with it? I Dog think meat. I would I do something. Well, I know I, that you have. I think you would just put it in a, in the sewage drain yeah. you know, on the street because that yeah. flushes through every 10 hours or so. Yeah. And then once you get it in that, yeah, so probably just something like that. Yeah. Thought exercise is definitely yeah that that's happened. Before. Yeah, I mean, I have a, a lot of I have still a full, think in this country. Of course, <laughs> still think. I have a full uh, you know brain spider web on the walls that I've been painting. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking about it. Sure. Well, Keys was royally fucked and was quickly shipped back to Alaska to face punishment. Now, even though Keys knew that they had him dead to rights, it didn't take much pushing to get him to confess everything. Mm. Now, Keyes liked to say over and over and over again that he wasn't in this for the publicity and that he didn't want people to know who he was, but that's exactly what he fucking wanted. Of course. Of course he fucking wanted it because no one's going to know you're a serial killer unless you tell people you're a fucking serial killer. Right. Yeah. If he didn't want that, then he would have shut his goddamn mouth and not said a word. Right. He never would have sent ransom demands. He never would have killed an anchorage. But as it was, he talked giving the excuse that talking would get him into the execution chamber that much sooner because he said the death penalty was all he was interested in. He's like, mm. I'll tell you everything, just make sure I get killed as quickly as possible. Mm. And he said he wanted no publicity and he didn't want the details to reach the public because he said he didn't want his daughter to live with the shame of her father being a serial killer. But maybe he should have thought of that before becoming a fucking serial killer. Absolutely. And I do feel horrible for his daughter. I that's do gotta too. Be so, that's just got to be so freaking weird. Yeah. How do you yes. trust anyone when yeah. your father is Israel Keys? Yeah, this is what he said. He said, quote, 
my concern. The problem is, nowadays, the more stuff my name is attached to, the more likely it is that somebody's going to try to do some kind of stupid freaking TV special or, you know, you know how it is. Nowadays, like, with all this true crime bullshit that people are obsessed with, like some fat idiot with a beard is going <laughs> to make fun of my laugh. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with my laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that Israel Keys is slowly becoming a version of Casey Anthony from hell. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, they are very similar in, yeah. in, uh, Isn't in it temperament. Fun? I think... This is the ultimate justice for serial killers. It's you get to be made fun of by yes. three fucking idiots yep. who get to sell ads on it. Yep. Like, so, we get to do all of this shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. David Berkowitz. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Still, though, Israel Keys talked for hours on end, laughing at his own terrible jokes yeah. while demanding Americanos, peanut butter Snickers bars, and cigars in exchange oh. for information. Oh, that is actually disgusting. Yeah, it is. Snickers and cigars and Americanos. <laughs> but it's weird. Like, it's liquid shit. It's an actual dookie <laughs> and another harder dookie that you just suck on. Yeah. It's all shit colored things. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he got down to the holding cell, he must have had a real explosion in there. He sent a message. Yeah. The problem was, Alaska doesn't have the death penalty. If <laughs> What? He didn't even no. know that? No. Uh, if Keyes wanted that, he'd have to make the case federal. So... He began admitting to murder after murder, specifically the murders of Bill and Lorraine Courier. Mm. Sadly, though, by the time Keyes told investigators where he'd killed them and hid their bodies, the abandoned farmhouse where he'd done it had been torn down, and nobody had noticed the two bodies in the rubble. Jeez. I mean, sure, the crew had noticed a powerful stench coming from the basement right before they tore it down, but they ultimately decided it was probably just a dead cat or something. So they tore the whole place down and sent the rubble to a landfill without checking. Oh, my. Well, that is a hell of a way not to find a body. Yeah. Just be like, well, that's a cat. Yeah, <laughs> for it's sure a that's a cat. cat. Yeah. That's a cat. And even after an extensive search, the bodies were too far gone to ever be found. Wow. The only reason why they can definitively attach the murders to Keys is because information was found on his home computer linking him to the area. Mm. But still, as we all know, the wheels of justice work slow, and Keys would have had a better chance of being found innocent than to go from arrest to execution in a year mm. like he wanted. Well, he had a total, uh, he had a totally childish view of the way the criminal justice system works. He right. thought that he could just show up and demand all this shit, and they would immediately give it to him. They unfortunately had to play nice with him for as long as possible because he threw out immediately tidbits that he was trying to connect himself to about eight murders. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, their jobs here are trying to get as many cold cases shut as quickly as possible. Right. So they're trying to work with him and talk about all this shit, but at the same time keep telling him being like dude this is going to take a long time this is right. this is it like we're in the process of this the way we can maybe hurry this is if you do if you give us all this information now and we can then work when out how we can kill you as soon as possible but Israel keys he started catching on at some point if you watch the hours of interrogation where yeah. he just straight upset being like I don't really need to sit and wait for you guys to do it when I can handle myself myself <laughs> like he does he says that 
well, that he, he knows that he can he can get himself away. Isn't out. he also making the process longer yes. with each new person that he claims to have murdered? Isn't that another trial? Yeah. So no. isn't because, that just elongating the entire process? Because he was a weak piece of shit that couldn't handle jail. Because uh. he he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the noise. He hated being jeered at. He hated being Ugh. on the low rung of a totem pole. He hated you going there, and he was immediately getting physically checked. He couldn't handle it. Right. So th- that's a part of it. And this is where I view him as such a, he's so weak even compared to BTK because I am going to put out there to be a serial killer, a part of it is the third wave of being the incarcerated monster. That's the role you're supposed to play. If you're going to be a notorious serial killer, you're supposed to be a boogeyman kept in a cage that people can go visit. Like you can go be BTK who sits and he's got his little color television and he has his, like the forms you have to fill out in order to oh my god him. yeah you have to like do all you have to find, that's where that's where you're supposed to reside that's serial right. killer retirement absolutely michael myers in rob zombies halloween mm-hmm. that was a great uh, incarceration scene and uh who uh carl panzeram yeah that's what you're supposed to be well of course the story got out because israel keys was a goddamn serial killer and the samantha koenig story had been national news i mean you guys remember when of that was, i mean even before oh, yeah. israel keys was caught i remember the samantha mm-hmm. koenig story and after that, Key stopped talking for a while, saying he'd felt betrayed. Oh. And, and that he was, quote, honestly, kind of ticked off. Yeah. Oh, you're kind of <laughs> ticked off, are you? Yeah. <laughs> from your grave. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day. Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. 
Uh, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it cost, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like, I got this uh, Texas sage purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there, and it's going to thrive, and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So after it became apparent that Keyes wasn't going to get what he wanted from the state immediately, he decided to take matters into his own hands rather than face the punishment for his crimes. On December 2nd, 2012, Israel Keyes noosed a bed sheet around his neck, tied the other end to his left ankle, and cut his own wrist with a contraband razor, ensuring that if the blood loss didn't get him, the strangulation caused by loss of consciousness would. He even thought to use empty milk containers and cups to capture as much blood as he could while he was still conscious to make sure nobody would be alerted by a growing pool of blood coming from under his cell door. Mm. And Israel Keys fucking died. All right. He had had a couple. There was a because there was a couple of things about him that were that, that did happen. He did try to escape from court. Yeah, um, oh, immediately. Very, very pathetically. <laughs> yeah. Very pathetically, he tried to escape from court. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he, he managed to work his way out of his ankle chains. He ran out in the middle of a court hearing, and they fucking tackled his ass, of right? Course. But ever since then, he became a high-risk uh, a high risk prisoner that at some point they had put him, They were he was on total suicide watch. Mm-hmm. Where he was fully chained every single day while they were interrogating him. And then eventually they had moved him to the lower security part of the jail, which they believe happened because he said, I'm willing to talk. He finally said, all right, I'm going to go and do, we're going to do this shit. I'm going to go and, and tell people the whole story, whole story. Right. They brought him to, which is the, the Bravo module, which was the long-term uh, pr- prisoner section for people once he got outside of the suicide threat cell which right, was like right. basically stripped the bed sheets and all yeah. this kind of shit and then the poor dude that was supposed to be watching him lauren jacobson um who was immediately fired yeah uh he was fired because essentially he was on his union break he was about right. and he was reading a book as like it's like a movie shot you could just see him being like I wonder if Harry Potter will ever defeat Voldemort. <laughs> and as it, the camera, as he's saying it over his shoulder, you just saw his legs just fucking right, jerking. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And of course, Israel Keys couldn't leave without telling the world what he thought of him one last time. Uh-oh. And did so in a long-winded, new metal-influenced slam poetry suicide note. Oh, God. That's the worst kind of suicide note, a slam poetry one. Everyone, please enjoy the worst piece of poetry ever written. Really? Oh. Let's get this started with a little bit of a beat, Marcus. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. All right. Where will you go, you clever little worm, if you bleed your host dry? Back in your ride, the night is still young. Streetlights push back. 
the black and neat rows. Off to the right, a graveyard appears. Limes of stone, bodies molder below. Turn away quick, bob your head to the seat as straight through that stop sign you roll. Loaded truck with lights off, slams into your broadside, your flesh smash as metal explodes. You may have been free, you loved living your lie. Fate had its own scheme, crushed like a bug, you still die. Soon now, you'll join those ranks of dead or your ashes the wind will soon blow. Family and friends will shed a few tears, pretend it's off to heaven you go. But the reality is, you were just bones and meat. And with your brain also died, your soul. Send the dying to wait for their death in the comfort of retirement homes. Kick it. Justify. (laughs) Say it's for the best. It's best for you so the fate you'll not know. Turn a blind eye to the screen, soak in your reality shows. Stand in front of your mirror and you green in a plastic castle you call home. Land of the freak, land of the lot, land of scheme, American odds. Consume what you don't need, stars you idolize. Pursue what you admit is a dream, then it's American die. Get in your big car so you can get to work fast on roads made out of dinosaur bones. (laughs) There's so much more left. (laughs) There's a lot more of this left. Punch in on the clock and sit on your ass playing stupid-ass games on your phone. Paper on your wall says you got smarts. That test that you took told you so, but you would still crawl like the vermin you are once your precious power grid's blown. Can I do that? Can, can, can I myself? Land of the scheme, Americanized. Now that I have you held tight, I will tell you a story. Speak Ugh. soft in your ear so you know that it's true. You are my love at first sight. And though you're scared to be near me, my words penetrate your thoughts now in an intimate prelude. I looked into your eyes. They were so dark, warm and trusting, as though you had not a worry nor care. The more guileless the gaze, the better potential to fill up those pools with your fear. Your face framed in dark curls like a portrait. The sun shone through highlights of red. What color, I wonder? And how straight will it turn plastered back with the sweat of your dread? Your wet lips were a promise of a secret unspoken, nervous laugh as it bursts like a pulse of blood from your throat. There will be no more laughter here. I feel your body tense up, my hand now on your shoulder, your eyes looking for a way out of this small, dark room. Forget the lady called Luck. She does not abide near me, for her powers don't extend to those who are deceased. Precious pet, would that I could keep you, let you be the master of your own fate. Violent metamorphosis. Oh my God. Can you just kill yourself, yourself, Israel, already? Kill yourself, Israel. I'm not done with my song, dude. And can you see my fucking head? You see my head tilts? I know your head tilts are very good. You're like Wes Borland. I would come often and worship on the altar of your flesh. (laughs) You shudder with revulsion and try to shrink far from me. I'll have you tied down and begging to become my Stockholm sweetie. Okay, talk is over. Words are placid and weak. Back it with action or it all comes off as cheap. Watch close while I work now. Feel the electric shock of my touch. <laughs> Open your trembling flower or Ugh. your petals. I'll crush. Oh my god. He, this man. Wow. Uh, that was the worst. I am. 
Man, I feel like it's, uh, what is that movie, when, I think it's Adam Sandler, where the guy's like, thank you, we are all dumber for hearing what you had to say. God, I feel like I'm back at the fucking open mic at Frankenstein's in Lubbock, and it's fucking, it's, it's 1999. Yeah, interesting. And used oil just played a set. Because you could see him, like, writing it out, just going like, yeah. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking killer. <laughs> like, like, oh my god! Yeah. I gotta oh. send this to Chester. Yeah, you better send it to Chester. That's gonna be a huge hit for Limp Biscuit. Well, the only satisfying part about the death of Israel Keys is knowing that his funeral service was overseen by the pastor that Keys had heckled at his sister's wedding. That is funny. And the pastor spent the whole time talking about what an awful person Keys was and how he was currently burning in hell. Okay, but regardless, mm. just know that a big part of the reason why Keys talked was so people would know what he did and mm-hmm. would think that he was a big scary criminal mastermind Ugh. and for the most part the media took the fucking bait always do but while keys did indeed cause a lot of suffering and a lot of pain we're not minimizing that he was not professor fucking moriarty nor was he even among the scariest serial killers to ever exist he was nothing more than a smug whiny immature little dickhead who couldn't figure out anything better to do with his time on this earth mm. than kill people all right. Wow. That's Israel Keys. That was a really interesting story. I don't think we've ever covered any story quite like Israel Keys. Um, what a uh, man. He t- attempted to be a unique monster, but in the end, all these guys boil down to the same loser. Yeah. It's right, all right. just Always. the same Always. loser that couldn't get his shit together enough to, and mentally to just love his life. Being like, you had everything. You had love. Right. You yeah. had family. You had a good job. You had all the things that a normal person it would be enough for, right. and you felt that it wasn't, but it's just because the thing that you were lacking, nobody could ever fill, and you probably just should have been aborted. I mean, it does seem like the only thing that was mildly strange about his childhood was uh, growing up in a cult. But a lot of people have that kind of childhood and grow up just fine. It wasn't even really that much of a cult. Yeah. Like, it was just a weird small town, you know. And it strange. was, you know, with some white supremacists living down the block. Plenty of people come out just fine in that situation. <laughs> well, and some stay and make the country worse. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, very rare is it, does it lead to a, to making someone a serial killer. All right. Well, that was Israel Keys. Uh, um, that was great. Uh, let's see here. What do we have to do? We have to say well, uh, we, we have got. To- we're doing good with Salt Lake. We need yes. people. You got to come as Vancouver show. Got to come. We're as so Vancouver excited show. for this show. We're so excited for this fucking show. You got to yes. come out. We're having a good time. We're gonna have a good tour. Come on, Vancouver. Absolutely. And of course, I know because we are. I don't want to use the G word, but I think it applies to us genius. Um, we scheduled our Salt Lake City show on the same night of the Game of Thrones finale. Um, I just don't which know. Is just brilliant. I didn't know. We didn't. We didn't. No one thought to look. No, I know. It's everything's but, on streaming now. God I know. Damn it. So just, just, I'm going to watch it in the hotel room after gonna, the show. It's going to be fine. Yes. Watch. Come to the show. Watch it afterwards. I promise. No spoilers. None. Because I don't. I never watched the show, so I can't even it, spoil it. Yeah. I, I'm not going to spoil the show. So, Right. It's, it's fine. And also, uh, don't forget, everyone, that we are uh, going to we added a second uh, Portland show yeah. to that tour. Uh, we, the uh, first night in Portland on June 1st, that sold out. Uh, but we have tickets left for the June 2nd show uh, in Portland. And Portland was fantastic oh, last time we were it. there. Can't wait to come back yes. to Portland. So definitely come out to that. Uh, and then after Portland, we got a big, long stretch of hanging out here in America. And then we're going to Australia. Woo-hoo! Yeah. yeah. 
we're going to be on the 23rd. We're in Perth. On the 24th, we're in Adelaide. On June 27th, we're in Sydney. Come on out to Sydney. Uh, June 28th, we're in Melbourne. And June 29th, we're in Brisbane. And June 30th, I'm going to be uh, on a sidewalk hammered in Brisbane. <laughs> so make sure come out and hang out. It'll be a lot of fun. I believe it's Brisbane. Brisbane. Is Brisbane. 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 I, I will Cannot say, wait. I want to put this notice out here now. I want to put this out in the universe. If you're a, an Australian occult or mm. true crime expert and want to possibly be interviewed, you want to talk about stuff, send us some emails. Send yeah. us stuff that you want to talk about, Australian paranormal topics or Australian true crime, because we're going to be recording side stories on the road while we're out there, and we're yep. really, really excited to meet some people that are local to Australia that can explain some shit to us. Absolutely. Cannot wait uh, to get over to Australia. Um, yeah, and thanks to everyone who gives to our Patreon. You seriously are the only reason we exist. Um, we're still we're still DIY why over here at LPN and uh, for five bucks you can listen to the Henry and I uh, Henry's uh, Henry and my uh, interview series it's a lot of fun and uh, it's just great little little bonus content um, so thank you so much for giving to that and also Henry uh, I have to say I did not realize on the stream uh, available over at adultswim.com slash streams I didn't realize that when uh, we did the hee-haw episode your backdrop was a cornfield I noticed yes. that <laughs> yes. I did not yeah, know you that, didn't realize that well, yeah, we don't, we don't, yeah we don't see the, what's going on on the green screen behind you while we're recording, but that's that's a very nice touch. Yeah. The, oh no, we worked on that for an entire week in secret, and I didn't tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it was really fun. And also, uh, Adult Swim now has a twenty-four hour channel yes. for the uh, the stream, so you can go watch us do the stream whenever you want. I just gotta find the uh, I just gotta find the address for that. I will find you can, it soon. You can watch us get thinner and fatter, mm-hmm. fatter and thinner. Yep. If you go to adultswim.com slash stream slash last dash stream dash on dash the dash left dash channel. Is this Mavis Beacon <laughs> teaches typing? What the hell is happening? You can go um, watch a 24 hour have... stream of uh, of uh, last stream on the left. Yes. And if you want to, if you want that link a little bit easier, we'll tweet it out on uh, the last podcast, uh, whatever last podcast on the left uh, Twitter. And we'll, sure. we'll tweet that out so you can get that. Also. We are we are submitting our book this week. It is happening. Oh, it's coming. It is flopping out of our fucking uterus. I don't want to hear the four letter word. Are just so it. fucking floppy right now. It's all out, <laughs> ready to go. But this next month of topics, I'm really fucking excited because we're getting weird. Yes, I'm really excited to get. We're getting back to some weird. We're getting back to some my favorites. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, to really, really get into some now, stuff. After ten years of doing the show, now we're gonna start getting weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. We're gonna start yeah. getting weird, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. I've been I've been deep into serial killers for about three to four weeks straight now, without a day off. I'm looking forward to you know. Let's see what's going on in the skies. See what's happening in uh, the skies. Henry and I solicited uh, responses from people who are in the Navy. Obviously, there's a lot of disclosure going on with UFOs. We had a lot of great responses in our emails. We did. And I got some great DMs on Instagram as well at BenKissel1. The Navy is on the front line. So thanks for sending those uh, messages out to us. And we'll read a couple on this week's side stories or next week's side stories, I suppose. Um, All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And do not forget, hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail Gene. Magustalations. Hail me. Give it to the boy's knees. Tiny (laughs) little feet. Hail me. (laughs) You could really be a successful new metal singer, man. 
American lies. American lies. <laughs> it does sound like a horrible Rage Against the Machine lyrics. He was a big Rage Against the Machine fan. I love that band, but my God, they attracted some douchebags. <laughs> well, now he's worm food. Yes, yeah. he is mm-hmm. indeed. Best thing he ever did, probably. Yep. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod.